Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Dan Hampton, Ed Obradovich, and Mark Carmen. It's the Hampton OB Show. Before and after every Bears game, legends Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich break down the good. Our defensive backs, they were like putty. They were all over their receivers. The bad. Our defense fails to even find a way to get them stopped. The ugly. There's really nowhere to go. Stupid. Stupid is, stupid does. And the unforgivable. He doesn't understand anything. This is the dumbest football coaching staff I have ever seen. Get ready for unadulterated football truth. Football season is here and I'm with Hamp and O. It's Hamp and OB. 29-3, back-to-back wins, baby. We are celebrating. I don't know what we're doing, but they won. Yeah, we're celebrating. All right. Really? We are? I didn't even... I'm surprised to hear that. Let's... All right. Let's celebrate, OB. Well, (laughs) you caught me off guard. (laughs) Hey, Mike Lennon was the worst quarterback we've ever seen. Andy Dalton did something. David Montgomery was there. The Giants were awful. No, you know that's three hours we'll never get back. Ob, (laughs) think of it like that. Uh, You know, hey, hey, come on, Uh, big picture. um, It's a win. You know, a year from now, ten years from now, nobody will care. In the pregame, we talked about what was possible. As far as being productive and trying to, you know, picture, you know, the Bears next season by virtue of what they were maybe possibly able to get accomplished today. We saw Andy Dalton do what Andy Dalton does, go out there and hang up a, what it was, a 64.9 quarterback rating. Yeah, the Bears won because... Mike Glennon was worse than we last saw him when he was wearing a bear suit three years ago. I mean, his numbers are staggering. Outside of just how wa- bad it was just actually his, watching him play is worse than his numbers, right? It really was, and it was it was it was more painful than a lot of things I've I've done in my life. And you know, it's <laughs> half the time I couldn't watch the game. Will be I couldn't watch. Yeah, and you know, Saquon Barkley uh, is a shell of what he used to be. Was over a hundred yards today. All that being. said, said it was just catastrophic bad is for the Giants and yeah the Bears won but what do we have to show for this game looking at how this team shapes up next year and that's what these games really have to be about when when you've got a coaching staff that you know possibly would be in it for the long haul we know there's going to be changes. What was what was possibly accomplished today? Well, it was, it was a win, but not much else. The thing that I wanted to see today was which team basically was going to kind of, for lack of better term or terminology, mail it in. Okay, and I hope the heck it wasn't going to be the Bears, and they didn't. They basically did not. They kind of played a solid game, and I understand they played a 4-1 team, a horrible team, and I, and I get it. But we won the game, but guess what? I did not see anybody, you know, trying to get out of playing, uh, going half speed. I didn't see any of that. And so that, kudos to the players themselves for staying in the game and fighting for a victory. Well, now, you, go ahead. No, well, keep going, Obi. My bad. 
No, I was. That's that's what I was saying. That's what I enjoyed. They came to play. They, in other words, folks, they didn't give up. They didn't mail it in. Okay, two games to go. This at home. We play in Minnesota next Sunday, and I was just worried. The only thing I didn't want to happen was these guys to not not give it all. And guess what? What I saw today, they gave it all. They gave it all. It was a good victory. It was a nice victory, and more off. It was a well-needed victory, not only for the players, but for the coaches and for management and ownership. So kudos to the Bears. 6-10 and ten on a 29-3 crushing of the New York Giants in the final home game at Soldier Field. Will it be Matt Nagy's final game coaching the Bears at Soldier Field? Hamp, you're looking for something positive. You know, first play of the game, Travis Gibson's in the backfield, and, and the Giants can't block anybody, but he's at least back there, and he sacks Glenn, and that's a 24-year-old guy. He's had a, a, a very solid year. Mark, nobody blocked him. I'm, nobody touched him. <laughs> I'm looking – but he, he's he's made plays this year. Well, Impact. he made one later in the game when he beat uh, the offensive tackle. It used to be a pretty good offensive tackle. Today, he was clueless, but uh, went around and hit the quarterback again and, and got a strip sack. So, uh, and, and, you know – a. Bobby Quinn, you have the uh, the Bears sack record. Congratulations! You know, I, all I can say is, you know, Richard Dent held it a long, long time, and it actually meant something that season. This one is kind of going to go in the record books, and not a whole lot said about it. Yeah, it's a great year for Robert Quinn at 31 to have one of his best seasons in the NFL, coming off a year when he had two sacks, and now he's got 18, and he's a very well liked guy in that locker room, easy guy to root for, but. There's the other side of it. It happened when the Bears went six and ten, six and eleven, or seven and ten. But when you strip it away, you know, we, we talk each and every week. Which player was better today than they were a month ago, or when the season started? Robert Quinn is the only guy I, I know that has gotten better. You know, Thomas uh, Graham. You know, we didn't see much of him. Artie Burns actually had some flashes today, much better than what we saw back in October and November. But. Robert Quinn, easily the most improved player through the course of this dismal year. Guy that doesn't need to improve. He's back. He's our longtime sponsor, Nationwide Agent Jeff Vukovic. For all your auto home business needs, contact Vuk at jeffvuk.com. And remember, OB, Nationwide is on your side. It's 312-981-7200. Getting started a little bit late here uh, after Northwestern and Michigan State with you till 530 uh, when Joe Brand will take over Blackhawks pregame. So get him in. Kaz will be with us at 4.30. Uh, what are you, you know, we got one game to go here. Can the, can the Blackhawks play against Mike Glennon tonight? Oh, my. <laughs> maybe, maybe they should slack. <laughs> that would be like a, a monumental um, Happy New Year's for uh, the sports franchises here. Before we just take one little quick time out here, I just I want to underline, how could someone have ever looked at Mike Glennon and thought, you know what? I want to give that guy $45 million over three years. I want to give him 18 and a half guaranteed. I, he went 10 for 11, backing up Jameis Winston. That is my guy. Well, guess what? No sooner than they did that, two or three months later, the draft comes, and they give up an entire draft, two first rounds, to move up to a kid by the name of Mitch Trubisky, who only played one year of football in college. And when eight and five lost his last regular season game, they played in the Sun Bowl and they lost that game. I I got it. And Pace gives up an entire draft. Right. We should we at that 
point in time, if I was George McCaskey, I should have And known. we're worried about Mike Glennon? Right, 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 all of it. But I'm saying at that moment in time, even before they made the colossal blunder that has ruined the whole seven years where he's never made the postseason of drafting Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes, I thought that Jay Feely actually did a great underlining of that at the end of the game. It was beautiful. Like, not only the talent, but you sit down with the guy, and he's so smart, and he's so brilliant. How could you possibly pass up? You went out and you gave Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon. That, that is an impossible Guaranteed thing. Guaranteed $18.5 That is so hard to miss that bad. And I mean, think about this. Gettleman in, in New York signed him this year. Yeah, for and like he, $3. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't pay him any money. Like, okay, hey, it's still pathetic, Camp. I, I'm with you. But, like, could I just jump in here? And this really hasn't, well, a little bit to do with football. But I'm listening to these weather broadcasters in Chicago. Are, are you kidding me? Four to eight, We're not five to nine folks. inches, howling winds coming, snow, rain. <laughs> Today, at this time of the year, what a beautiful, great day for a game of professional football in Chicago. It couldn't have been any more perfect. How in the guy? Oh, we, did, well. we did see the sun, and it was just very fun watching the game with Ob today, as he was complaining about the weatherman and the inaccurate forecast. That was a, that was a major theme of today. <laughs> well, how about the twenty some thousand people that stayed home because of it? Well, maybe, just maybe. You are looking out for the people. All right, twenty twenty nine to three Bears win. Uh, we're here till five thirty three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. Phone lines are open seven twenty WGN. Kyrus Tonga is into the game. One of the defensive linemen as a fullback here. They- give is taken by Montgomery and how about this start for the Bears David Montgomery able to punch it in and just like that less than 20 seconds in the Bears draw first blood you knew right there that the Giants were ready to get back to New York and then ready to get to the golf course as major changes in all likelihood coming to well, Joe Judge is actually supposed to be back, but maybe they'll make a change at the general well, manager position in New York. I, I would say that'll be a clean sweep up in New York. I mean, I, you you can't play, you can't have a team going in the 16th game and play football, have a game plan offensively and defensively. By the way, you know we're not a juggernaut team by any stretch of imagination. Ob, they announced last week that. That Joe Judge will return next year. David Gettleman, Dave Gettleman, I should say, excuse me, they're saying he could be out after four losing seasons. They announced he would be back. Did they? Did they announce? They that? announced it a week ago, which which is incredible. He should be fired for announcing that this 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 menage of you know what you know the Confucius you know sayings and blah 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 being the new year obey. You know what they say? Happiness is. Watching your neighbor fall off a ladder, you know, that kind of thing. You know, it's just a humorous uh, point of view. But this would be like watching your, your watching Andy Dalton go in and win with a 65 quarterback rating against a horrible football team. It would be like watching your neighbor get a new car and then back it into the garage. Well, here's the thing, Danny. You know, and I, from what Nick Foles did, and stepping up to the plate and not having played, folks, in 405 days. He never stepped on that field. And to come in and have a rating of roughly around 100 and hit nine different receivers and threw every kind of pass you can. If it was a bullet, it was a bullet. If it was a little arc, a little arc, a long pass. He did it all. He Like he never missed a, a beat. 
And here we are. Andy Dalton is not signed. Foles is signed for next year. Now, coming off that win last week, he should have started this week. That's how you earn positions. You go up in the game, and you show up, and you make things happen. And that's exactly what he did. And let me say it again. 405 days he has not stepped on that football field through the nine different receivers and brought us a, uh, a victory that, that we needed badly. Now, why the hell he didn't start today, I have no idea. Again, Dalton not signed. Foles is signed. Foles is sitting on the bench, and Dalton starts today. All right, well, we get back here. We'll get to your calls, 312-981-7200. I don't think Edelman has been told he's out because I'm, I'm looking here, Amp, but... I don't know. Maybe he will be. Maybe he, was he won't. On ESPN during the game. Four or five. It's like uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Okay. They announced that, that he would be back. Okay. All right. Regardless, doesn't matter. We, well, let's think let, about the fans we, in New York. Let's not take. got to look forward. Let's to. not could, take on their problems. Hey, when we get back, could we just talk a little about about the four guys at the Bears who supposedly they say they have these meetings and the four of them come to an agreement? If you want to be. And not instead of one man stepping up to the plate and making the decision. That is part of the problem. Let's go, George McCaskey. All eyes on you, buddy. Hey, it's time you experience the Rose Indifference. Visit Scott Levy's Rose and Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. Both Rose and Hyundai dealerships, they're stocked with new inventory, including the Hyundai Elantra, the Hyundai Sonata. Maybe you're looking for something bigger. You can test drive the new award-winning Hyundai Palisade or the Hyundai Santa Fe. There's a Hyundai vehicle that is perfect for you. The great people at Scott Levy's Rose and Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha will help you find it. Plus, you do get that Hyundai Assurance, America's best warranty, 10 years. 100,000 miles. Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha want to buy your vehicle as well. Right now, values are at an all-time high. Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha will make you a great cash offer and the easiest trading process. They've built their reputation on one simple belief, customer is the most important thing, and they guarantee your car buying experience will be easy and enjoyable. Experience the Rosen difference. Check out inventory at RosenHyundai.com or RosenHyundaiKenosha.com. I want to, you know, compliment our players and coaches for being able to come out here and get another win. I think it's good for the the effort, the defense, um, to be able to play that the way that they played um, today. With, I think we all know the stats. Uh, to hold somebody to, you know, negative passing was great. Starts off with the very first play. To hold somebody. That's an interesting way of putting that one. Yeah, Glennon was 4 of 11 for 24 yards, but he was sacked four times for 34 yards, so that adds up to negative 10 yards for Mike Glennon, which, and a quarterback rating of 5.3. Didn't put the name out there, though, because of maybe... Pull somebody. A little protecting his guy. Bears win, Bears win. We're celebrating 29-3. That's right, 6-10, and 10, baby. Can get well, to 7 next week. How, could you imagine how awful it would have been to lose to the Giants at home That's, with one game to go? You know, a lot and of again, people... if I just made just quickly again, kudos to the players. Boy, I'll tell you what, I was looking for some of them to lay down a little bit or play that shy game then, and, and all of them stepped up to the plate. And, and there was certain analyst on uh, one of the radio stations said this was a revenge game for Mike Glennon. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> well, the person that said that, okay, said what, and I, what you're leaving out a couple of words. 
We could pull the, this the segment from pregame. I remember <laughs> revenge. If you're going to pull it from pregame, how about if I pull your head off? <laughs> <laughs> could this be the revenge game? And it didn't turn out that way, which anything was possible. Listen, we uh, unfortunately for the show, we we uh, we picked the Giants today. I said probably. <laughs> This could be a revenge game for Mike Glennon for what happened here. That's what I said. And you two guys are trying to put me in an electric chair. Hey, all I'm saying is, could you imagine being Ryan Pace up there cringing, <laughs> watching this guy he gave $18.5 million to? Would you complete one pass, please? <laughs> please, please. I'm begging you. Do something. I mean, you can't. It can't really be this bad. Hey, Derek in Highland Park, welcome to WGN three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. What's up, Derek? Well, thanks, Mark, and thanks to you guys for uh, keeping it entertaining, uh, uh, despite the fact that it hasn't been one of the Bears, uh, you know, better seasons. Uh, it seems pretty clear that far and away the most important decision uh, that the Bears have to make at this point is who's going to be the general manager going forward. And I was wondering if you guys have any glimmer or hint as to who they might be considering. And if not, I have my own strong suggestion as to who should replace Ryan Pace. Well, why don't you say it? Who who you got? Well, it refers to what you said a few minutes ago, Obi. I think one of these weather forecasters should replace Ryan Pace. <laughs> they did such a good job predicting the weather this week, and I'm sure they could predict what college football player is going to hit it big in the NFL. So, <laughs> Are you want the coach replaced or, or Pace replaced, Derek? Pace, or both. Pace, Pace. Well, Pace is Pace. Pace is number one. Beyond that, if I had to replace anybody, if I could do it, uh, it would be the McCaskies, even though apparently they're very nice people. I mean, they just don't know how to run a successful sports organization. I think that's pretty obvious, right? Yeah. Derek, good call. All right. Uh, Derek, that was a hell of a call. You know, there's been all kinds of, uh, you know, names kind of floated around the last two, three, four weeks. I... I'll be the first one to tell you, you know, everybody was talking about Trace Armstrong and this and that. And and Trace knows a lot about the NFL game. Um, he knows a lot of the uh, the players. He's uh, an agent to a lot of the coaches and, and, you know, the other parts of the organization. All I know is it's just like anything else, folks. It, it, when you look at, at a competing franchise and you see one that's been down – then all of a sudden you you see them turn things around, and now instead of them being you know also rands and four and twelve football teams, now all of a sudden hey there are nine or ten wins that are knocking on the door in the playoffs like well like the Bengals and you know a number of other franchises. All I can tell you is probably the most important two decisions that whoever is if we are lucky enough to get a new general manager or football czar as some people are starting to call it the the two most important decisions will be unfortunately you know for us the head coach is one but the next one will be the first round draft pick not next year because pace has already ruined that deal It'll be his very first first-round pick. And if you look around the league, think about the Cleveland Browns. They have a lot of good players. And, yeah, you may not like Baker Mayfield, but they've drafted along both offense and defensive lines very well. That guy's name is Andrew Barry. He doesn't get a lot of credit, but 
he has gotten, you know, Chubb. And, I mean, they, they've got a lot of guys that are made a Pro Bowl or are Pro Bowl-type players. Yes, Mark? Well, I, you, you mentioned the Browns. It gets me to where I want to go. And here's a guy who also helped build up the Browns before he left there. And he didn't leave in, on great terms, but he did good things for him. And he did great things in Kansas City, including getting Patrick Mahomes. He did great things in Green Bay, including getting Aaron Rodgers. John Dorsey yep. is, is a big-time name. He's a He was a consultant with the Eagles last year. He was, he was hired by the Lions to be a senior personal executive that that would be but you know why he's 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 a consultant he is abrasive he likes he's kind of one of those guys you're talking about ob it's my way not oh let's all talk about it he has a certain affinity for being pretty you know unmovable with his decisions now he's made a lot of good uh draft picks another guy look in buffalo what was it three years ago they were a joke now you know they're getting after people uh josh uh, josh allen the right uh, call that they when they the drafted for, him for stefan diggs i mean that's a guy named brandon bean so and you know what if i was in buffalo or cleveland or arizona or seattle and the bears call me I would say, hey, this is an empty pallet, you know, a blank pallet where they don't know what's going on and I will look like a genius. I think it would be pretty attractive to some of these guys to come in and try to start afresh. There's some good names out there. And, and Mark, you just came with Dorsey, okay? There's there's a proven commodity for decades in, along in the professional football league. But I'll tell you one thing that they cannot do. The ownership of the Bears cannot bring pace back and his philosophy of how an NFL team should be run. And he is the main guy. You cannot bring this man back to this organization and have the same damn philosophy. Why? Because you're going nowhere. That's what he has proved so far in the last seven or eight years as a general manager. He's taken us into the doldrums of the NFL. And that just happens to be a damn fact. Seven years, we all know the stats, zero playoffs. But it's what's interesting, look, the end of last No se- first round, he gives up first round draft choices I got like it. you're throwing confetti out at New Year's Eve. I, I got it, Obi. I got it. it and a it, lot of that, to me, to me, is because I think he's scared of them. And instead of being proactive and saying, this is the guy, he, he was spooked because... Kevin White and then uh, Leonard Floyd, and then he's like, "Blew okay, up in his face." I'm gonna, tr- I'm gonna trade him away, so I don't, I'm not held accountable. And you can't build a franchise like that. I mean, he took it. Give him credit on. That's gonna be hard for me to get this one through, but I'll try anyway. Give him credit. He took a, They needed a quarterback. He took a swing. He went for Fields again, uh, and, and hopefully that will pay off. All right, the, real quickly then. Why didn't the first three teams in last year's draft? They all picked quarterbacks. The first pick was a quarterback. The team that had the second pick picked a quarterback. The team that had the third pick picked a quarterback. And none of them was named Fields. And this kid dropped all the way down to the 11th spot for us to trade our 20th spot and give away, again, our first-round draft choice and everything to move up to get Justin Fields. So my question is, to Pace and the Nagy, you people got to be kidding me. Why didn't these other three teams take Fields if he's as great as you say he is? And then why does he drop down to the 11th spot and you stopped him dropping further because you moved up from the Giants and traded away and got that spot and you picked him? 
So the question again would be, if somebody in this town could ask Pace that or Nagy that, why wasn't he drafted? How did he drop like a rock? And, folks, that's what happened. But they miss on quarterbacks all the time. And right now, your guy, Mac Jones, went 15th. He's looked better than Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and Trey Lance. All at, four at, 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 at All four at this point. So. Kid is 6'3". He's 225. He's got every touch in the book when he passes, and he's a smart kid. Lamar Jackson was drafted 32nd. Dan Marino was drafted 29th. I mean... Tony Easton was picked ahead of him. That I mean, it just it happens that for whatever reason, you guys can maybe take that one on. That is the premier position. That for a scout, a general manager, would be the number one thing to understand. But they miss all the time. It I don't I don't I don't. That's the point, Mark. But they but you have the wrong guy in you, that position. But, you, but it's you, across the pace is the wrong guy. But you've got to be able to find the player personnel person that knows how to smell the goods. <laughs> Think about this. And this year, with the teams competing for the playoffs, this year, teams with at least 10 wins going into today, they were led by, uh, you know, uh, Rodgers up in Green Bay, uh, Mahomes, and uh, Tom Brady. The next group was Matt Stafford. He was the first overall pick. Dak Prescott, I believe, was a third, but is playing you know, with that upper echelon group. Then, of course, Kyler Murray and Tannehill. Then you've got Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert. All these, they're all number one draft picks. Where the hell is Trubisky and where's Fields? Well, they're not there. That's the point. Yeah, but you you have to get a quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you you might as well start all over. Who's the greatest quarterback of all time? Right, Tom Brady. He was picked 199th. Now, you can say that was a... in the sixth round. Sixth round. The greatest of all time, the GOAT. Think about that. He was well, there and what there What does that again. tell you about Bill Belichick? <laughs> He's the head coach and general manager. But yep. but it, it also underlines that GMs, for whatever reason, it's just a very hard position to scout. I but mean, I guess what my point was, every one of these players I mentioned, their first-round draft picks, except Tom Brady and Dak Prescott. All the others are number one picks, and yet they're number one picks that have been able to perform. We haven't had that luxury with the two number ones. Especially when the key, when you bring Nagy in here from Kansas City, and he's supposed to be this genius to develop a quarterback, to develop an offensive philosophy, and he's fallen flat on his face. There's no other way to look at it. Well. Yeah, go ahead. Another name for the general manager would be Jeff Ireland, who was here long ago, and then he's been at Miami, he's been in New Orleans. You know, he's had success, especially with the draft. Yeah. All right, quick timeout here, 312 Mark Murphy up in Green Bay? I kind of think he's like Wayne Larravee. He ain't going nowhere. He likes it up there. Wayne. I mean it. Wayne, you got you got you got to mention Wayne, former WGN guy, getting ready to call some football tonight. All right, 312-981-7200. Your Chicagoland McDonald's is hiring right now. You can get more than just a job. You can start building your future today working at McDonald's. You get paid time off. You get a flexible schedule. So working there, it also works for you, and you can achieve your goals. Keep moving up with tuition assistance and the opportunity for growth. And, of course, you get those free employee meals. Apply today at career.mcdonalds.com. Jobs you apply for may be in a restaurant owned by a franchise. See, not McDonald's. Franchisees are responsible for all employment at their restaurants. 312-981-7200. Cause after 430 on 720 WGN. It's nice to have one of these happen, for sure. 
Um, you know how this league is. You never know how it's going to go. Games are won a lot of different ways, and yeah, I, I think it just kind of where where we've been at and, and, and kind of everything that we've that's gone on this year. I think this one this one felt good to have this one go like this. Your winning quarterback, Andy Dalton. How about it? The uh, Rosen Auto Group are sponsoring our Rosen Red Zone Report, and it's time now for that sponsored by Scott Levy's Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin and Kenosha. Uh, you didn't have to do a whole lot today, Andy Dalton, and neither did the Bears really in the red zone, but uh, they got it done 29-3. Red zone looks as follows for the Bears today. They were 3-for-5, which was more than enough against the inept New York Giants. Congratulations, Bears. Six win on the year. Yeah, absolutely. Why yeah. not? Kevin is a former referee joining the program, 312-981-7200. What's up, Kevin? Hey, guys. Um, I, I want to throw um, just I, I know Hamp, Hamp was, um, you know, talking about different people. I want to know I want to um, throw a name at him and then get his initial reaction. Go I ahead. Think, um, Jerry Venisi. <laughs> and and I think that'll mean something to him because I think Venisi was part of the, the, the Bears front office that, that probably brought Hamp um, onto the team and, and um, like Wilbur Marshall. Yeah, um, we got you, Kevin. Jerry Venisi is probably a little bit past his prime at this point, but a great name in Bears history. Well, uh, OB, you, uh, you're you in contact with uh, Jerry. I, I don't think he has any interest in you know getting back into the league, but Jerry was competent and, and in so many ways, and he was... He was, um, you know, a tandem with Ditka there for a long time. Well, I think with Jerry Venisi, and, and you're correct in that, Dan, I'll tell you what, he was a general manager. <coughs> you're all right, O.B. Yeah, excuse me. And, and I, I, I think uh, what Jerry did was in, in, in bringing people in, he was, he was in tune, in step with what was going on. He was in tune, in step with Mike Ditka, uh, Month after week after week, month after month, and year after year, and they they brought in a great team that some people think is the greatest football team of all time, the '85 Chicago Bears. Jerry Venisi believes in one man, one voice speaks for this outfit. Okay, and that would be a general manager because that's why you bring him in, or you bring him in here to bring the coaches in, the the scouts in, everybody in to build this organization. And Jerry did one hell of a job. In other words, I wish we could have somebody like a Jerry Venisi. Yeah, no doubt. 312-981-7200. Bill, you uh, want to go down the same train of who the Bears are going to hire. Go ahead. Yeah, I think the, the big mistake that the Bears have been making all along, guys, is that they keep they never hire someone that has actually proven themselves and won. They need to hire a general manager that's you know, pay them whatever they need to pay them, do whatever they need to do to get them. But let's get somebody in here that actually has proven themselves and not just uh, has great potential. We don't need great potential anymore. Well, Bill, we need we need somebody that actually knows what the hell they're doing. Yep, and has pro- has proven it. All right, Bill, hang on. Well, Bill, you're right. Just let me jump in real quick here, Dan. The one thing, Bill, I hope the heck that the Bears don't do if they follow through and they get rid of Pace and Nagy. Okay, is hire a head hunting outfit to go find a general manager. My God, this family's been in the business their entire life. They should make the decisions, not hire a head hunting a head hunting company to go and find a general manager or a head coach. It's a little embarrassing. 
Well, and, you know, the, the names that I mentioned, Jeff Ireland, Brandon Bean, Andrew Barry, they have a track record of very, very successful drafts, OB. And look, this is not rocket science. You, George, George, George let's, let's talk. Me, me, me and Carm, let's just, me and you, buddy. You, you call up people around the league, who do you trust, and you, yes. and you ask, who would you hire to run your football operations if you were me? I am moving Ted into director of Arlington Heights. I am moving Ryan out. I am moving Kevin Powell in, who's doing a great job covering the Bears for WGN, just showed up here. And I'm, moving, I'm getting rid of Matt Nagy. Who would you hire? Like when Tom Ricketts found Theo Epstein... Was that a brilliant hire? Who's the best guy in the game? Can we get him? How do I get him? Well, he built Boston, and so he said, oh, we can do it here. Right. And and it, it, this is not – look, what about – hey, hey, uh, there's a guy up in Detroit right now. His name's John Dorsey. He's done this and that. Okay, let's, let, me, let, me, let me get him down here, and let me, let me, let me not screw it up. It's really – I just don't – I don't get why it's so hard. You're asking a very simple question. I have a phenomenal job in a phenomenal city to pay you a ton of money, and I'm looking for somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. This shouldn't be that difficult. I really and, don't think. And it's- to me, it's a very attractive spot. It's not the end of the world like Green Bay or you know Buffalo. It, it's it's the mecca, and this is where it all started. And hey, we've got a young quarterback, and we've got young offensive linemen who hopefully have some talent and can stay healthy. There's there's just went a little too far right there. <laughs> Okay, just keep going. I just want to jump in there. Okay, well, look, but they do. Uh, You can't tell me that if Justin Fields gets the right people around him, that guy can't be successful. I'm not saying he's going to become Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, whoever. But But it's critical. How long do you think these five offensive linemen would work for the Chicago Bears if Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback or Tom Brady was the quarterback? Are you kidding me? I don't. Look, Larry Borum has had a good year, OB. He's a rook. Tevin Jacobs. Fine, you take him then. (laughs) Where are we? We. Look, okay, you. That's fine. If you think the offensive line is the, all five of them, gonna I, go. I know in the National Football League with great teams, you win up front. Has been, is now, and forever, damn will be. I agreed. You got to have five guys up in front that can block, and you got to have five, four guys going against them that can knock the hell out of them. And if you don't have that philosophy, you're not going to win. And we don't have that philosophy, Mark. We don't. Right, but if you were to rank the Bears' offensive line league-wide, where do you think they land right now? Where do I? I nowhere. Who? Uh, I, I, you're you're going to tell me? They who? would be somewhere about 23, 25, something like that. I mean, at least you – listen, I'm just saying – You really you, believe – you know, the game – the thing, Mark, is to win a Super Bowl, Okay. It's to win a Super Bowl. And you think these five guys are going to be around here if, if and when we ever get there? I'm telling you, they can't play. I'm not, I'm not certain about Borum and or Jenkins yet. I think it's just too early, and I think they're young, and, they're, and they've, looked, they've looked capable. That's all I'm saying. All right, 431. We'll get Kaz on here with you till 530. Bears win. 6-1 on the year. 431-720-WGN. Check the news. I was trying to figure out what was going on. Why, why, did, we, why did we stop? You know, I was... So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, you know, for them to do that, uh, I don't know, I guess it shows a little respect. Um, again, it's an honor for them to even do that, you know, to, to break that. I guess it was 85, the 85 year, to break that record. Uh, again, it's, as you can see, I'm at a loss of words because it's doing my job, having fun while I'm out there with my brothers and, you know, just make the most of our opportunity. 
Robert Quinn, we're going to make that the BBB trusted review. We're reviewing a great season. Uh, Quinn's is exactly that. It's brought to you by the Better Business Bureau. Find a business you can trust at BBB.org. This is a guy uh, who is in his second year here who was absolutely looked at as a major, major, major debacle in the Pace career, and he was last year, but he's come back and he's had a phenomenal season, and congratulations on, uh, hey, he's, he's got the record, 18 sacks on the season for Robert Quinn. Congratulations to him, but just let me jump back before we went to the break. Yeah. Talking about the offensive line, I just want to say this. Roughly about two weeks ago, I believe it was, the team that got sacked the most were the Chicago Bears, and where did they rank out of the 32 teams? 32nd. They were the worst team in protecting the quarterback. They got sacked the most. We do not have an offensive line that can play in this league. They're getting healthier, and they need some help, but all right. Let's uh, I'm just tr- Let's move on from it. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, – yes, Hamp, you got something over there? No, you're good? Okay, Josh. Let's talk to Kaz. Oh, yeah, my guy. Kazi, welcome in, buddy. How about them Bears? 29-3, to buddy. Win number six. Yeah, well, it was the defense. They scored 16 points. So let's don't overlook the fact that the offense with Dalton as the starter only, only scored 13 points. That's just reality. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to remember the performance from Andy Dalton today. And uh... – they well, won't. defense was great. You know, when you're up 14 and you get two turnovers quickly and you got them on a short field, you're going to win the game. And New York – but, hey, Glennon was an example of Pace's ability to judge talent. We got to watch one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL today, and that was the guy that he had picked to start. So, how many qu- How many quarterbacks have you ever seen play worse than Mike Glennon played today? Not many. No, it, it, it's one for the books. He, he, and he played like that when he was starting for us. It's it's what he whenever he steps up. He had five story. He, he played four games. He had five touchdowns, seven interceptions before. Mercifully, we saw Trubisky go out there. How could there not be another quarterback out there that would deserve an opportunity to be a backup other than that dude? Seriously, what what does he? Do? I don't get it. Well, it's who knows, Mark, and maybe every every coach thinks, a quarterback coach or coordinator in the NFL thinks that they could fix the guy. And clearly, but the point, the bigger picture is, this is who Ryan Pace identified as his future quarterback. Yes. That's what he had done, and he paid him like he was a number one quarterback. And that should be another reason why you say, hey, love you, you're a great guy. Matt Nagy, you're a great guy, wonderful family man. You have four sons. You know, I feel bad your sons and family have gone through this. But you're not winning, and that's how you're judged. So let's get to the calls, though, Mark. You're slowing us down today. Get going. (laughs) 312-981-7200. If if Glennon doesn't send Pace a a Christmas card along with something special every year, then that's that's just not right. He should be doing that for the rest of his life. What's up, Josh? Welcome to WGN. Um, what do you guys think about Rick Smith being our GM? Because he was in Houston from 2006 to 2017, and he turned that organization from nothing into something. What do you guys think about that? All right, Josh, interesting name. It's a great name. And you know what? Again, it goes back to show me the goods. And he was the guy that was drafting, you know, and he took Deshaun Watson. He took J.J. Watt. He had Hopkins. He had a bunch of really good drafts. Um, I'm watching Houston give uh, the 49ers the what forward now. A lot of the, the legacy players that, uh, you know, are still playing after he was removed. All I know is that 
first and foremost, Carnes hit it right on the head, cause you go and look at the teams that have a lot of talent that have built through the draft, and you look at that guy and say, hey, we we think you can do it here. Right. And that's, that is the way you should approach it. So this that was a great name. And uh, he's right. Here's a guy, he's a football guy. And he understands and he can evaluate talent. And that's what you want. 312-981-7200. It's going to be a very interesting offseason. And Aaron Rodgers says he's not going to make people wait too long in Green Bay for a decision. I wonder how long the Bears will uh, be making people wait. We thought that Matt Nagy was going to get fired at Christmas or Thanksgiving week. And here we are going into last week, and now reports coming out that they're not sure what they're going to do uh, with the coach of the Bears, which is interesting. Joe, really? Are that's, you serious? Yeah, that, that was out there this week, that they're not 100% well, I mean, certain. that's the report said. It doesn't mean that it's true. But, uh, you know, there, prob- there has to be an element of truth to it because people aren't just going to randomly make up something like that. Wow. Especially with everybody in the free world that understands that, really, he, he lost his – right to coach this team. I mean, I thought the Bears somehow got that report out there because they wanted that out there, but... Maybe. But but who knows? Who knows? You know, just like the head coach has to live and die with the record, so so should the uh, general manager. He's been here seven years or eight years now? Seven. Seven years. And of the the comparable uh, GMs in the NFL, he ranks dead last with a winning percentage of .430. And... Let's be realistic here, not to bury next season, but it would be unlikely that in year eight they're going to win a playoff game. Uh, let's go to Joe. I understand there's a long off season. Joe and Dundee, welcome to WGN. Hey, Big Dan the Man. Uh, my pleasure to meet you, sir. Um, when did you guys uh, meet? T- today, right no, we, now, Mark. Okay, okay. okay. Go okay. on. Okay. Okay. We're meeting on the ready. I got it. My bad. Get there. All right, go ahead, Big Joe. One, the only one that seems to make sense is you. Uh, uh, it, it was uh, under the last player coach, Mike Dicka, that we won a Super Bowl. Uh, I would like you to apply for the job, sir. Wow, Joe, uh, there player, you go. Player, player coach or, or GM, better yet. You seem to make sense, and we deserve better than this. And I know you were a team leader, sir. Well, you're very kind. I, I appreciate that. I, and you know what? I, uh, you know. 20 years ago, possibly, that would have been a, a, a path. But, you know, I, I will tell you this. The the league has every year these stories about someone coming in and making a difference and, and turning a franchise around. And those guys are out there. You just got to go and look and, and, and make the decision. But like OB said, you can't have – you know, some headhunting bunch go out there and make the decision for you. You can find it. It's out there. You got to just go out there and beat it out of the ground. And you got to have a football guy over operations. It has to be somebody that understands football. He, he doesn't have to. He's only looking to identify the, the best quality GM, and then the GM hires his head coach. And that's the way it should be. I saw – Gary Fensick, your buddy Hamp, on, and it caused you to, that uh, he was asked, hey, have the Bears ever reached out to you and asked your opinion on how we should go about never once? Never once. And I'm not saying that that's the necessarily the best path, but you would think that, hey, I'm going to get the, the most amount of information I can possibly get from people who have been there and done that, and then I'm going to take all that and come up with the way that I'm going to go about my business. Like Asking questions doesn't mean you have to follow. It's just a way of gathering information that the Bears don't seem to do. 
Am I missing anything here? No, and you know, you see a lot of franchises, they do bring on ex-players, uh, you know, people that have been successful within the organization to help with a lot of the big decisions. But still, it, it goes back to there's 32 teams. So that means there's 31 other organizations that you can look at and look at a tra- trajectory of are they going up? Are they going down? Are they just treading water? You find the ones that have come from nowhere, and now they're making a presence. Jeff Oak Park, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Frail. Hi. I read a stat online. I heard you guys talk about how the Bears have, like, such a bad offensive line but i read a stat online that when andy dalton starts and the games that andy dalton has started the bears have the third lowest pressure rate and third fewest sacks in the nfl and we also have a top five rushing game so i was just wondering what you guys thought about that you're underlining perhaps that justin fields is not as ready as a veteran quarterback is what i'm hearing well, there. dalton gets rid of the ball quickly because he doesn't have the big arm anymore and as a veteran quarterback uh, you understand how to get rid of the ball and hit your hot routes but on a third and nine you're going to throw it at five yards or you're not you know like we've seen him do it as as the starting quarterback where you know you need uh, 17 yards on fourth down and he throws a comeback at 14 yards so, on the second drive today, after the the interception, the the very first play was a one yard, you know, speed screen to Mooney for you know who was tackled virtually at the line of scrimmage. The second play was a six yard jerk rat jerk route to commit, and he was tackled immediately. So that's that's basically Andy Dalton. It's dink and dunk the things that Ob loves, right, Ob? <laughs> Makes him happy. I mean, when Ed wakes up, he says, I just want to see you throw two-yard outs. Yeah, really. Right, Ed? That's, yeah, right. <laughs> the happiest OB was today was the flea flicker. You loved that was That was one moment of time. Like, okay, we got a little creativity going on here. Well, uh, you know, it's just there's, there's going to be some hard decisions here made either this, this coming week or obviously for damn sure after that game or on Monday or Tuesday or the following week. Some hard decisions have to be made. And the only thing that I that I see, it would be impossible for ownership to bring back Pace and Nagy. It would be it would be impossible for you to do that. You can't. Well, it would hurt you. It would hurt your. It would hurt your. um, The greatest fans in the world, as we all have said, because they would they would not be happy about that, and you would lose a lot of support. And they do have to be a package deal now. They've been together long enough, and. You've got to start with your, uh, G, you know, general manager and your head coach. They 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 go together. Let's get to Robert and Glenview. Don't forget Ted Phillips. Robert and Glenview, welcome to WGN. Hey guys, uh, great to talk to you again. Second time caller. You know, I was lucky enough to see the '85 Bears playoff game against the LA Rams on YouTube recently. It was just awesome to watch it. I had season tickets back then when when Hampton was playing. And, you know, my first game was the game Sarah scored six touchdowns. So I've been watching the Bears a long time. Um, you know, the real – and someone brought up Jerry Venetia today. I mean, that was one of Mike McCaskey's first moves was letting him go. And I think the Bears have really, you know, since the McCaskies have taken over, they just haven't had good drafting. I mean, I think they picked – traded seven draft picks for quarterbacks since color. 
Robert, get to it, my man. We're up against it. What do you? Okay, what's your best? Friend, yep. Okay, my friends. Tampa Bay GM Jason Light. Okay. He built a pretty good team around around uh, Brady. So I'm curious what you well, guys. But think, he did you know? lose one guy today as he stripped down and uh, <laughs> ran into the, <laughs> the locker room naked in the third quarter. But other than that, he's, you're right. He's done a good job in Tampa. Yeah, Light has done a fine job in Tampa, and that's what I'm talking about. You know, a guy that has done it, got the pelts on the wall. Let me tell you about Vinici. After Jim Finks left. Jerry and Mike Ditka basically had to contend with Mike McKeskey. And Mike McKeskey is a different animal than the other McKeskeys. He, he, was, he, he wasn't liked by management, players, anyone. And, you know, Venice, it was just a matter of time till he forced Jerry out. And from that point on, and it was just basically Mike versus Ditka. And as soon as Dicka had one bad year, or, uh, uh, you know, in 93, it was time to, you know, for Mike to assert himself, and we've been lost ever since. Kazi, hang in there. we got to take a quick timeout. 312-981-7200 with you till 530. Joe Brand's got your Blackhawks pregame at that point on 720 WGN. You know, it sort of uh, caught me by surprise that they went empty the first play of the game. You know, we got Rob Quinn rushing, <laughs> rushing his life out on the other side, so... That did surprise me, and uh, they kick slide left me free, and you know eyes got big. It was an opportunity that I had to take advantage of. That's Tayshawn Gibson and his interception. By the way, Travis Gibson career high two sacks, and the Bears, everybody with their 800th. Do I have that right? Yep, 800 Eight, wins. 800 wins, tied with uh, the Packers, with the only teams that have 800 plus wins. In the in NFL history, so there's something if we want to take a global look Their at it. Their wins count for a little bit more this season, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that is true. That is true. Hey, uh, Bob and Wheaton, go quick, my friend. Welcome to WGN. Hey, OB Dan, how you doing, guys? Great. Go ahead. Say real quick. Um, I was a young boy. I went to Wrigley Field. My brother and I got standing room only tickets. I was 14. He was 16. He was able to drive. Um, <laughs> We saw you, OB, and also Buckus walking in. And the only place that was that had heat, because this was like in de- early December, was the washroom at Wrigley Field. So we bought season, t- I would say, standing room only for three hours, and we had to hang in the the uh, the, uh, the bathroom in the Wrigley Field. <laughs> I've been a, a starch Chicago Bear fan, and I've never seen this worse than ever before. But if they don't do something about the general manager, the coach, and even Ted Phillips moving them out of there. Um, I'm thinking next year, I'm going to move on to another team. And that's, uh, that's 60 years or 70 years of wow. being a Bear fan. Well, that's... And, and that's the point. I hope, I hope you know, I hope uh, the, the management is listening because this is, you know, I think that's the general consensus uh, with most Bear fans. They love the team, but you got to do better. When you lose the guy who buys standing room and, and hung out in the bathroom because it was so cold, that's not a good sign. Well, thank it, you, Bob. Yeah, Bob. But I can tell you this: I've been around here for a long time. <clears throat> that's the one thing. The you people are the greatest fans. There's, make no mistake about that. And that's the one thing that this family doesn't want to lose. But I'd just like to re- real quickly go over here and what we're talking about. You brought up the offensive line. We're talking about pace and we're talking about Nagy, how to put a team out on the field, how do you draft, how do you do this. Basically through about three quarters of the year, or two thirds, between two thirds and three quarters of the season. Offensively, in our passing game. And this 
has to stop. At, at points a game, we rank 29th. Yards per game, we rank 30th. Third down conversions, we rank 30th. Scoring in the red zone, we rank 28th. How many TVs, TDs in a game? About a, a, a TD and a half. We rank 29th. Passes per game, 32nd, dead last. Passing yards per game, 32nd, dead last. Quarterback being sacked, we rank 32nd. Dead last, our quarterback is getting sacked. And what I'm telling you, we don't have an offensive line. What I'm telling you again, we don't have an offensive line. These statistics don't lie. Hey, we got a half hour to go here. Blackhawks coming up. Kazi, you sticking around? Sure am. You got it. All right. Uh, quick check of news in two minutes on 720 WGN. The first time, I came on my own because I was tired. So I was just trying to get a, like a playoff. And then when I went back in, the ref was coming up to me. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, I don't know. So when I got to the sideline, they uh, said it was a concussion protocol. So I went into the tent. They asked me questions like, what quarter was it? I tried to give him more, more advanced answers so I can get back on the field. When I came back, I was like three seconds left. Spares receiver Darnell Mooney, seven catches today, 69 yards. He was targeted 13 times, Ham. Allen Robinson at six targets. Cole Komet, five. Demir Bird on that flea flicker. That was his one catch. He was targeted twice. But uh, he's got a chance at uh, 1,000 yards. He had 830 coming into today, 69 more. So... Uh, or 860 today coming in, so he's going to have to have another basically 70-yard performance next week. And it's possible. Uh, Kaz, you know, as a receiver, I I think, you know, Darnell Mooney still has a lot of ceiling. He still, I I hate to say it, he's still waiting on a quarterback, correct? Yeah, 100%. And uh, he is still, again, there's, there's subtleties that he's learning as he's progressing, but he, he, yeah, there's a big upside, and he has the speed, and really, he, he's a guy that could go over the top for you as well. So, he's a crafty guy, and hopefully, they keep him healthy, and we uh, develop a quarterback that can throw the ball down the field to him. Who's the biggest Darnell? You, fan you, on this show, you, eighty-seven. I was talking about him from day one when they even drafted him. Right. Yeah, and you know what? I, I, I know it's a chicken or the egg kind of a syndrome because, you know, the speed screens, making those corners, the safeties try to, you know, keep crowding, keep trying to get to the line. And then you bust him loose with a move and then try to get him over the top. He's going to take a lot of blows on those, you know, those speed screens. And he's a, he's a, he's a small guy. That's a great point. Danny. Right, yeah. You really need to look. He's still, what I like about him though, he is tough and he's willing to go through the middle and make plays. And he, you know, a lot of his catches today were through the middle of the field. So he, he, he's going to be a complete package, but you're right. Those, those quick passes where you have linemen that could come and make plays on your wide receiver. Isn't going to bode well for him for the so, most part. Really? Yeah. Get him down the field away from the big uglies so that he can make plays for you. Exactly. Glenn, you're a hundred percent correct. That's what you got to do. Stretch the field with this guy. My God, folks, this guy is, is, is like a bolt of lightning. And you talk about getting separation. He just he blows by separation. <laughs> and, and what they should do is what we're talking about since the beginning of the season to now. Use him downfield. My God, there's so many ways, so many deep patterns that you could use this kid coupled with the other receivers we got. We could have a 
great, great passing game, but we just won't do it. Well, A-Rob's supposed to move on, and I think it's time everybody would agree. Even though, and Alan Robinson has, a, has had a great tenure here with the Bears, but so that puts Mooney, at least right now, as the Bears' number one wide receiver. Don't but you why that's... should he have to move on? It, yeah. you, you win with guys like him. Yeah, okay? he makes plays, and he has yes. great hands, and he's a big receiver. Yes. I mean, he, he can make the tough catches. Listen, Grant, you got to use Grant, too. I mean, here's a kid that is explosive, and I know he's been injured and whatnot, but he's got to get out on the field, and you got to start using him too. So you really have you got to have that guy that's going to make the tough catch. That's a big guy, and then you got the speedsters. Glenn, I think our receivers that we have on this team right now—that's one place we don't have to look. Just take that out of the you got to look at situation, okay? That's one area. Hampo, yeah, you. You we got to be. We got to build the lines. Really, that's yes, we do. We've got to get better on the offensive side, but you've got to improve the defensive side. Uh, I mean, you know, Quinn had a, a great year, and he really, if you think about it, he, he didn't. He started slow. I mean, he just picked up his pace, and you know, congratulations for eighteen sacks. The one thing that I think about these receivers, and you know what, and. and not that he has completely checked out, but I think Allen Robinson has really been selective with his contributions this year. You know what I'm saying, Cos? What about that? It looked like he kind of quit on the route when Dalton threw the pick. Did you oh, yeah. did you yeah, kind of see that? A hundred percent. Yeah, and that you know that's it's part of. I hate to say it, but when you don't have faith or trust in in the guys telling you what you're doing or how you should be doing it, you have a tendency to start protecting yourself so that next year you could go full go with whoever they're going to bring in. Absolutely, Glenn. Perfect what you're talking about. I assume you're talking about the receivers coach, Mm -hmm. okay? If there's a tight end coach, the offensive coordinator, the quarterback coach, you got to have these meetings and get your game plan and work it down. And and how you – like some of these people that – were a great receivers we had. All of a sudden, they're getting lost in the shuffle. I don't understand it. I really don't. But the only thing I think that I could come up with it is maybe where the hell are these coaches? What are they looking at? Yeah, and you, you lose faith, and then you start saying, okay, well, this still is a job for you. It's your career. Well, you want to extend it. I mean, you, you do. I mean, everybody wants to play as long as they can, and so you you, be, you almost get into protective mode, especially when you're not playing for anything. Unfortunately, it's just human nature. Does anybody think that Darnell Mooney, though, is a legit number one receiver to wrap up this conversation? Like, they need – if it's not – if they don't bring back A-Rob, they do need a number one, right? Am I missing – agree? Well, it could be, but it depends on what offense you're running, honestly. I- I would say you, you, you need it on, on different fronts. You need it in the slot. You need it at the wide out. And most importantly here, the key receiver should be your tight end. Well, that's look, an- at the, look at Kansas City. Look at all the great teams, the 49ers, every one of them. Who's the main guy that, that breaks it open for them is the tight end. We have two tight ends, I think, that are pretty damn good football players. And how do we use them? We don't use them. That's how we use them. Well, well really, our, Komet uh, got worse this year, and it was interesting to see because he was really surging. And then yeah, it, he really, it, uh, you know, he he was regressing. And now he's starting to come back. But 
there was a period of time where he just looked like he had lost his way a bit, and I think a lot of that is coaching. Well, um, you know, we, we, don't, details. we don't utilize that tight end situation offensively in attacking the defense like we should, period. Yep. And not- look at Tampa. What you know? Why is Brady always good? Well, he's always had great tight ends. In New England, wherever he has been, he has great tight ends. Kansas City, 49ers, you kidding yep. me? I mean, you don't. Hey, but, wait, 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 before we, you know, we're talking about a new day, a new direction, a future. Why wouldn't Jakeem Grant be the Tyreek Hill in an offense? Cause why wouldn't they put him? He should be. That's what I'm saying. I got the answer for you. Cause they don't know exactly, yeah, and that's, that's why they have. To, and the other part about Cole Komet, and we, and we are a supporter. Of Mr. Komet, but we are. he has regressed. But do you think the, the 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 lack of continuity at quarterback on all of those choice routes has been a big part of it? Hundred percent, because you you get timing and rhythm, and if you have a consistent quarterback that's starting, he can read what you're reading based off of how they're playing you. And if you have a new guy coming in and you keep changing up. Yeah, you're going to look bad at times because you'll break out and he'll throw it on the inside, or you'll 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 sit down and he'll throw it just a little bit outside where you're going to look bad because you're going to tip it up because you just got stress and, and stretch and can't catch it. So yeah, there's that's a big part of it too. But I I think he was just trying to do too much as a young player and trying to make too many plays, and he um, you know he started dropping and doing some things that he wasn't doing when he first started. Mark Andrews of Baltimore leads all NFL tight ends with catches. He is as physical as they come. You just don't see Cole Komet do that. You don't. Not, well, not, not yet. yet. You know, not yet. On the bright side here, guys, just look at what we've got offensively going in our last game. Running backs, we got Montgomery, we got Herbert, and we got Williams. Tight ends, Cole Komet, Graham, Allen Robinson, a flanker, Mooney, a flanker, Marquise Goodwin, a flanker. We got Tariq Cohen. He'll be coming back, hopefully, right? And you got hopefully. Grant too. I but, mean, you but, know, Grant is a kid that really is, to me, he is the answer. Uh, this is for, a passing. Uh, you know, yeah, Cole. Glenn, this is a passing league. I like what I see. I like our tight ends. I like our receivers. And I think it's a good way to start going into next year, the year 22. Those these what I, people I mentioned, I believe you're talking about quality players. We got to take our final time out 312-981-7200 if you want to jump on in for our last segment here. We've got our blue cl- blue Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Illinois. Who brought it coming back here? I think you might be able to gander a guess on who that will be. Uh, yeah, Bears have one game to go. They're going up to Minnesota next Sunday. Final segment of uh, this week coming up next, 720 WGN. Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Illinois. Hot route, hot route. Who brought it today? Looking at which Bear played tough, played hard. Running, looking at pressure. Football is loose again. That's it. There it is. Robert Quinn getting to Glennon, and he has just set a new single-season franchise sack record for the Chicago Bears. That is our Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois who brought it today. Time now uh, for that, which is sponsored again by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. You'll like this tweet to our buddy Adam Hogue. Uh, putting out from Soldier Field, that Robert Quinn apparently had a chance to talk to Richard Dent uh, yesterday, and Dent said that he reminded him that when he set the record in 1984, he did it in just 10 starts. So, 
So, so the the Colonel ninety five was to hey, hey Robert, congrats, buddy. But I, I did it in ten starts, pal. <laughs> He he might have been able Beat to that. Yeah, he could have said back to him, yeah, but you had Hamp and you had McMichael, you you had you had that up front. It listen, I I wasn't I didn't have that that type of help around me. My friend could have said that back, right, Ob? Uh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how'd you like to play a, a decade or so and have Dan Hampton playing inside of you? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Give me a break. Well, because uh, the two things that I think today really kind of brings to a, a, a crystallization is number one you know it's going to have to be a, a you know house cleaning and a new future we cannot be put in a position where we have to play another miserable game like this with these kind of announcers never ever again 100 <laughs> percent. what did you think about jay feely giving his his opinions about football today well, first off, he's a kicker, so it doesn't count his opinions. And But, uh, look, it, when you get at this point in the season, this is who you're going to get. These are the young guys that they're training and trying to prepare them for a bigger stage, and that's what you're going to get. So, yeah, 100%. It would be nice for us to have uh, Aikman and Buck here at this time in the season because that means it's a big moment. And uh, that's something we got to shoot for, and it really does – we talked about our on offense, the running backs, the the skill position guys, the line and the quarterback. And, you know, the quarterback has been the mystery for a long time for the Bears and pretty much every GM that comes in. So hopefully we could get a guy that can identify a quality quarterback and draft him. Or you go with a young kid and develop him. Do we want Justin Fields to play the final week of the season? I don't personally. I would rather have him work with the new group and see what we can do with him. To me, it seems like that's the plan now. And you, I, I, I it, it, why? You know, again, everything is about development. We've talked about, you know, players either get better or get worse. You don't stay the same. Obviously, when we last saw him, I think his stats are creepily uh, very similar to Mitch Trubisky's rookie year. Both had seven touchdowns, both uh, threw at least seven interceptions. The yard per uh, attempt was uh, Mitch had 6.5, Justin 6.9, and uh, Justin Fields was sacked 36 times, Mitch 31. And the 36 sacks that uh, Justin Fields uh, also included 12 forced fumbles so i'm I'm just saying you, you ain't gonna get no better watching i in my mind you might in september but i think i, I think they need to play him i don't again why do we want to see andy dalton why well yeah, i i don't but i just worry about what they're you know that, that throwing motion is a big concern and i just man this is going to take a lot of work but yeah i see your point dan why not run them out there and let them make mistakes and let them uh Learn on the fly because it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you win this game or not. Um, you know, fans will cheer, but and they want the Bears to do well. But sometimes you got to look at it and say, well, we just got to prepare for the future and get guys more reps. Well, and let's rewind back just for a second because when you started the season, Nagy clearly wanted to wait and he wanted Andy Dalton to start. And and the one point that I was making, look, do not you don't play Justin Fields based on how the team is doing. You play him when he's ready. So if you're starting Dalton, Isn't a quarterback supposed to lift the team up? 
What, Isn't a great quarterback supposed to take the team to another level? I, but I'm talking about a quarterback that's ready to play. This is a rookie who, if he's not ready, then don't play him. If he's and, not ready, he then what the hell did you draft him for? Series of the uh, first game, he inserted him when they got in the red zone. Right. And, that uh, they, pretty they, much that was the start of the disaster. Right. Right. A lot. There's listen. I understand that most rookies play right away now, but a lot of rookies in the history of the game did not play right away. Patrick Mahomes did not play right away. Aaron Rodgers did not play right away. It wouldn't have been a crime. And once Dalton got hurt, then they got to put him out there. They could have started Nick Foles. You didn't have to play Justin Fields at that point if he wasn't ready. But they, well, Dalton's hurt, so now we're going to Fields. That's not how you should... But see, that defies the premise on why Nagy was brought in. He was the quarterback fixer. Remember? And we've seen... In my mind, and Justin Fields regressed. Guru, exactly. He was a guru. How much guru and did we see this year? <laughs> well, we got the goo, not the roo. Yeah, we were missing the roo, which would have been tasty. We're, we're going to make that call right there: the goo, not the roo. The Muller Auto game-changing moment because uh, nobody paid any attention to the game today. The Muller game-changing moment on the post-game show, sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park. And Maryville. Really, I mean, I guess the first play of the game, sack, strip, Bears get the ball. Now, David. Game Mon- was over. G- David Montgomery in the end zone. Game over. See you later, New York Giants. Well, I was saying when they when they uh, inserted Glennon as their starter, the game was over for the Giants. That was it. Game over. One, one, one last little point here, Kaz. I noticed this watching uh, the plethora of bowl games over the last week and a half. The over route has become so much more popular and we hit it a number of times early in the year but we've gotten away from it how come you know to me that has to be thrown four or five times a game how come we don't do it anymore um because we you know we could talk about it but it starts with coaching and 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 you have to protect a little bit yeah you got to protect but you can you know with our running backs you could, it's easy to throw it four or five times a game uh, just off of play action and throwing it. So you're, you're able to do it. I Look, it's, it's an offense that at times doesn't make sense. And even today, if you really look at the output of what the offense did, they accounted for 13 points, and that's just the truth. So you know, the well, defense came out, and they did what they have done well the last couple of weeks, and they created turnovers, and it was over. Okay, so who is uh, the Kozlowski starting quarterback next Sunday at noon in Minnesota? I, w- I would go to Foles if you're trying to win. Um, I understand your point, Dan. If you want to you know, get the young guy more reps, I just don't know that it's going to help him. So I, w- I would go with Foles. I think he gives you your best chance. But they're going to go with Dalton, my guess. That is such. My pick would be Foles also. Whatever yeah, it's worth. It, to me, it just makes more sense. Uh, I mean, you're you're trying to win, and I know Nagy is, and I didn't understand why he didn't start him today. Um, but you know, that's up to him and his staff. I'm starting Justin Fields. Go out there. I get it. I, I'm not going to argue the point, guys. I, I <clears throat> listen. I understand both sides of it, but I think Foles gives you the best chance to win. And you know, Fields watching. You said it yourself, Mark. Isn't the worst thing in the world. You know, Steve Young did pretty good when he sat behind Joe Montana for about four or five years. You know, I don't so know why he, Fields didn't play today, and that's what ready, makes me he think have. he's not going to play the following, the last week against Minnesota. 
and I think they're just going to hold the kid back and, and hold him out. Because I tell you, at practice, Glenn, I saw a couple of times, uh, you know, watching his yeah, his practice good. habits, and he's he's sprinting out, he's running, and he jumped in the air and threw the ball like a jump pass and came down on his ankle. Not the kid turned, wheeled around, and he trotted back to the huddle. Now, if you have a bad ankle, first of all, you ain't running and sprinting out, and you're not jumping and coming down from the air, okay? You're just not doing it. So I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty simple, too. If you think about the Vikings, the one thing that they do really well on defense, they get after quarterbacks. And, you know, they're they're at the top end of the NFL in uh, sacks. Yes. So this is a group that will attack it. And you put a young quarterback out there, they're going to get after him. So what? it makes sense to leave this kid on the bench and, you know, have a redo. The Blackhawks in Calgary are coming up here as we uh, say goodbye for the second to last week of 2021 slash 2022. Just a shout out to uh, the Bears uh, doing a first class uh, thing today, uh, honoring longtime reporter Jeff Dickerson and John Madden. They had them both on the scoreboard. Yes, that was. And uh, the the Bears donating to uh, Parker Dickerson's fund, uh, along with a lot of other people in the NFL. That That was first class. All the way, uh, one of one of the nice things today in the Bears' final home game of the uh, 2021 season. So, uh, thoughts and prayers up to uh, the Dickerson family and uh, on the John Madden front. We will just we will we will uh, miss the 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 Madden Sundays, which have been gone for a long, long time now. But that was a lot of fun. Summer all Madden back. At least. And give us a, a stark reminder and how big a contrast it was. <laughs> we got this crew in here today. <laughs> at, least, at least Jay Feely took some big swings at uh, the Bears not drafting Patrick Mahomes at the end of the day. Way to go, Jay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was, but that really is a no-brainer. Come on. <laughs> well, that's true. That was low-hanging fruit. Hey, Kazi, we'll see you next week, all right? You got it, guys. Stay safe, Glenn. Ob Ob one more one more week so you stay safe uh, you know this week and, and I'm come back. I'm gonna try and let's let's come back and uh, be more of a formidable opponent with the Vikings up there. Let's see what they can do. All right, Ben Anderson, thank you for producing. Connor McKnight, you as well. Hamp, your Christmas gift gets delivered next week. Ob, you got yours today. Uh, Blackhawks hockey starts right now. Seven twenty WGN.